Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dana Buckler Show. My name is Dana, and I am super pleased to welcome back my good friend, Mr. Bill Searcy. Bill, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Dana? It's nice to see you again. It's good to see you, man. Welcome back. Last time you were on here was uh, I was like January of this year. Yeah. We did the sports movie draft. We got a lot of feedback on that particular episode. A lot of comments about <laughs> movies that we left off. And, oh, uh, I'm but, sure. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And we had, I mean, shortly after we recorded that episode, we were like, oh, we've got something here. Let's do this once a month. And then the whole world went to shit, as yep. we know. So we're a little delayed in uh, in recording this episode. But nonetheless, I'm happy that you're back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we're going to do another draft. Now, for listeners who didn't check out our sports movie draft, how this works is instead of just doing an arbitrary list of our 10 favorite comedies, we always want to throw a little challenge in there. So what we're going to do is we're going to draft our 10 favorite comedy films. And because we're drafting them, once the movie is selected, it is not available for the other person to draft. So with that being said, we did a coin toss prior to recording. Yeah, again... Dana, uh, out of the blue, while we were just kind of like uh, meet and greet here in the green room earlier there, he just pulls a coin out and flips the coin. I wasn't even ready, not even prepped for this thing. I said, call it. <laughs> yeah, surprised again. He did that last time, too. So, like, you know, needless to say, I didn't win the uh, coin flip. So, once again, I have been bestowed with the first pick in the comedy movie draft. And I've got to tell you something. This is, frankly... A little more challenging than the sports movie draft. Yeah, I, I, well, one, there's obviously more comedies than sports movies ever of all time. Absolutely. And two, it's hard to figure out which ones, you know, only 10 with that many and which ones make my list, too. When I was going through my list and I've got, I mean, I started with like 100 movies and I said, well, there's there's just there's got to be some criteria behind my picks. So what I did was I, I took about 20 of those films and I said, I need to rewatch these. I need to find out mm -hmm. if if it's a nostalgic thing or do they still hold up? I mean, and for something to be defined as one of my favorite comedies of all time, it has to have ultimate rewatchability. It has to be something that I can put on. And frankly, it's sort of a feel good movie do, do i get a lot of enjoyment out of it mm -hmm. so i i rewatched a bunch of these films and i was happy to say that only one or two on that list of 20 fell off the board yeah i did something similar except i cheated i watched a lot of trailers sure uh just based on time and um availability but i i did the same type of thing and i found actually more than i thought trailers i'd I even stopped the trailer for crying out loud. And that's only like five minutes. So um, things have definitely changed over time. And then some yeah. were like, I couldn't stop laughing in a trailer and ended up watching the movie. Absolutely. No, I get it. So I, if I was to win the coin toss, which I ultimately well, you, did, you did again, well, you know, totally tricked me, but that's fine. I had, I already kind of knew in my mind what my number one pick was going to be. I, I knew it. I, I wasn't sure if I was too, I wasn't really too worried that if you got the first pick that I still wouldn't be able to draft this one as my number one. Okay, good. But I'm going to go with a movie that I have rewatched at least once a year since it came out in the early 1990s. Okay. It's a movie that I have loved immensely. It's one of the, I think it's still, I've seen it at least 30 times. 
and I Ooh. still I still am in tears laughing at particular scenes. So, okay, for my number one pick of my favorite comedy of all time, drum roll, I am writing down the name My Cousin Vinny. Oh. You did a show on that. I, I've did, I've did a show on it I, for for listeners out there. Uh, one of my co-hosts, uh, Michael Scott, he's an attorney in Salt Lake City. Mm. I listened to that show. Yeah, we, yeah, we did an episode. And we broke down sort of the the legal procedure and and sort of the the accuracy of the film. And I found it to be incredibly fascinating because mm-hmm. he you know he sort of takes us through all the decisions that are made in the film. And legal scholars have uh, time and time again praise this film for its uh, its accuracy in both trial strategy yeah. and sort of the the courtroom procedure sure it's one of a handful of films that they say for the most part gets it right yeah it's it's funny when when this movie comes up with me randomly because i'll quote it once in a while i'll reference your show and that your guest the a lawyer a law guest a expert has said that the movie is pretty accurate for being yeah. a comedy, and he 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 references pretty accurate. So I I say I reference your show a lot when this comes up. It's funny. I do uh, occasionally do dinner and a movie private screenings of sure. films where we get a group together and we have dinner and we we watch a movie and I I get up and give a little presentation about the film and I did my cousin Vinny uh, twice as a matter of fact, in the past oh, three, in, in really? past couple of months. What I love, about, I mean, what, where do I start? I we mean, missed sure. it. We were going to try to go to it, and, yeah. I, and something came up personally, and we couldn't make that one. And, and, and so I'll, maybe you'll do it a third time. I will. Three, <laughs> to, three, three times a charm. I love it. Of course, one of the things I really love about this film, where do I begin? Joe Pesci is he's so wonderful in this movie, but also, you know, he's coming off of you know a, a movie like Goodfellas, and then you start thinking about him in other movies like Casino. And, and he's yeah, just a tough guy. Tough guy, real bad. He's actually a good guy in this film. Marissa Tomei won an Academy Award for her oh, performance no, cool. as Mona that's Lisa cool. Vito. Ralph Macchio is terrific. But when asked or when pressed about what is it about this film that, that you love so much, aside from it being incredibly hilarious, as I'll pose this question to you, Uh-oh. and this is this is an interesting question. Who's the bad guy in My Cousin Vinny? Oh, wow, that's a great question. I, well, it kind of flips there. I mean, there isn't really a bad guy because it, it was just a mistake there, of there identity. Isn't, there isn't a bad you, guy. You, you think it's the judge and the cop and the local community because the, they were against them, but they weren't. And then they all, everyone, there isn't a bad guy. Exactly. This is one of those rare movies where even the quote unquote antagonists of the story, the DA or the judge or the sheriff, they're just doing their job based Mm -hmm. on the fact that the clerk was shot. And well, that's the bad guy. Whoever shot the clerk. clerk. Who shot the clerk? I shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. (laughs) Whoa, wait a minute. (laughs) That's the bad guy, but you never see them. They're not in the movie. But I think that's so unique in a film that there's not this antagonist. There's not this looming presence that the, the, there's this just question of did they really do it? No, they didn't. No. We've been following them since they the were just of the film. two youths. Two youths. Yes, that's that's it. it. And 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 I the the scene with the public defender when he gives his opening statements uh-huh. and he's stuttering and and there's a scene where he's trying to get his point across and he's tapping one of the jurors on the shoulder. It's just it's just <laughs> I just I love it. So well, no, I could go great. on and on and on. No, it's but, on here. But, it's on my homework here. So, but but yeah. for, for my money, and again, under the criteria of is this something that I could easily rewatch over and over sure. again? Do I get a lot of joy out of watching the movie? One hundred percent. Absolutely. So, so my cousin Vinny, number one on my. You got list. it. You got him. It's done. You get him. You don't lose him. All right. So, Mr. Cersei. Yes. You're on the clock. 
Again, first pick shouldn't take long, right? No, you should you should definitely be able to knock this one out. Slam dunk um, for me too. Like if you knew me, you probably wouldn't know that this is my favorite movie though. So this is like totally random. And also, so when you're filling out lists of when you go to a new job or new company or just a random list, and sometimes you'll get, hey, what's your favorite movie? Most of the time, I've always written this movie. And growing up, I watched it. I I don't remember the first time I saw it, but it has a lot of music in it. I don't know like I'm not a giant music guy like but this has tons of music lots of car chases lots of car accidents um, again I grew up you know in the 80s in the I probably saw this when I was young and have probably watched this movie probably more than 30 times I, I'd guess 50 I don't know so anyway I just watched it again just just because I had to it's the Blues Brothers um, it does come up on a lot of lists, but for me, I've watched it more than any other movie I've ever seen, and, and there's so many things I love about this movie. I'm sure you're aware by now, I, I fell into a little bit of controversy last year when I was doing an episode of the 20th Century Movie Club, and uh, one of my guests, his name is uh, Dylan Bruff. For the listeners that don't know, 20th Century Movie Club is where we recommend movies that came out before the year 2000. Mm. And one of his recommendations was The Blues Brothers. Mm. And I had okay. openly admitted that I had had never seen the film before. Rutro, have you seen it since? I have. Yeah. Oh, no, good. Okay. Let's the, talk about it. I watched it. it for the first time. Oh, God. Last year, and I get it. You're it, I entertaining. It. I, I mean, it's entertaining. I mean, it's, and it was it's, it's easy to watch. What struck me more than anything okay. about watching this film was obviously John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, fantastic. Well, the whole the whole cast, star studded cast. I mean, cast right. But it was. Uh, it was really a product of, of a bygone era, era that will never exist again. Never. We're talking about an R-rated musical <laughs> with over-the-top practical stunts and, car, like you said, car crashes yeah. and car chases. Real stunts, Real though. Stunts, not like yeah. fake uh, whatever. CGI. Yeah, no CGI. And yeah. I was, I'm just, I'm watching this movie with a, like a real nostalgic lens, like this would never get made today. I mean, certainly they would make a movie. It would be rated PG or PG thirteen. Sure. But this this is a film that would never get made today. No, it and uh, and I really really respected it. Okay, that's cool. Uh, but it wasn't. It. I mean, I've only seen it one time, All right. and I'm always of the mindset to really appreciate anything. You need to watch it at least twice. So, sure. so I need to give it a rewatch. Well, you're gonna and, now because yeah, it's on my one. It, it's my since one. Since you put it at number one, I have I have no choice. Yeah, the, yeah, at the time, I think, I think it had like the most. I think when I was younger too, all the car because the, the car chases, the police car chases, they got like a over a hundred car, yeah. you know, just demolished cars. I think when I was younger, I thought that was cool. And and the music's good. I love the music oh, and yeah. all the famous people when I was younger, I thought that was cool. Um, but the uh, the characters, I think, is great. And just, you know, they're the, the on the mission from God, I think, is funny. Like, there's just so many things that are just hilarious. And we could go on and on. And it, it, it really sort of kicked off this trend of... You know, Saturday Night yeah, Live. Yeah, I was going to say SNL. SNL skits, skits getting, or sketches getting turned Going into movie. movies, which which will happen numerous times. In fact, to this day, it's still, I mean, when did McGruber it, come out? It's everywhere on my list. Ago? I mean, yeah. I mean, McGruber was one of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> McGruber's not on my list, yeah. but, I, but I had a great time it's watching it. It's on one film. of my buddies, and my buddy told me when I told him I'm doing this, he's like, he's like, you have to put McGruber on there. I go, 
I know what it is, but it's not even it's, close on yeah, here. I've I don't seen even... MacGruber twice, and I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's my guy's like number two or one ever. And it's... but SNL is everywhere on here. And I mean, I was an SNL guy in the '90s, but like, it is all over this list. It's yep. crazy the impact it has. So excellent. So for my number two. There was about four movies that would fall into my number two category. But again, just sticking with my sort of my criteria, I have to go with a movie that, you know, there's a lot of films on here that I think are probably more well-loved than this pick. Sure. But again, this is something that when I put this movie on, it's so quotable for for myself and a lot of my friends and sort of the, the third act of the film is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. And that's going to be The Naked Gun. Oh. And the reason for that is, of course, it's so quotable. It, it's a Zucker Zucker Abrams production. Stars Leslie Nielsen. These are the guys that did Airplane. They did Top Secret. But for my money, this is my favorite of the of the films that they sure. did. Um, I think that the character of Frank Drebin is is perfect. <laughs> Ice Beaver. But, but what works for this... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What works for this movie and why this movie really works for me is, yes, it's wacky, it's zany, it's, it's got well, a lot, of, it's got, it's got a lot that... of ridiculousness in it, but it has characters in, their, in this world, it has characters mm-hmm. that are what I call sort of the straight characters in the sense that they're not, they're, they look at some of the stuff that Frank Drebin did, it's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, they're like, not all in on they're it. They're not all, yeah, yeah, and they play it straight. Yep. And that's why it works. It's so effective. When you get into the further Naked Gun sequels, everybody's off the wall. It's silly then. It's silly. And then the further, the more and more of these movies that came out, the more, it, there has to be people that are playing it straight. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I don't think the comedy lands. Sure. It's like Airplane, everybody's off the wall. Top Secret, everyone's thing. off the wall. Yeah, sure. Naked Gun, there are people that are not off the wall. And right. that's why I think it, the humor is so perfect. And the entire scene during the baseball game. Oh, wow. That's mine, too. Yeah, that, where, okay. Where he play, where he's the umpire. He's yes. undercover as the umpire. Uh-huh. Is arguably some of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. I was crying. Yeah. And I played baseball. Yeah. And if you really, and don't lie, if you really think I am funny, I do have another show on Tainus podcast yeah. about baseball. But anyway, the baseball scene got me. Oh, my God. I was dying and i what i forget what year this is and it's you know, eight, 88 when 88 so yeah. i'm only 13 and i was crying when he called the first strike because he didn't yeah he didn't know what was going on the catcher comes around everybody looks at him the whole crowd's quiet and he just goes strike yeah like, and everybody's cheering and he went oh strike's good okay and the third, on the third pitch <laughs> He calls strike before the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Strike three. <laughs> he couldn't wait to say strike. <laughs> oh, I love that. I was dying. And that's, I mean, that's really like one of like uh, a thousand things that I love about that movie. Sure. And, I, you know, I want to preface this by saying like, I'm not a fan of the sequels. Oh, I think the yeah. sequels are, are too much. Well, my, my first one, the sequels, ter- I didn't think it was good. It, maybe not terrible, but. I haven't. I seen, didn't like it. I haven't much. seen that one. So. I didn't like it. So, so there you go. There's e- a sequel there. E- easily yeah. though, the Naked Gun. Uh, uh, completely. Awesome. Again, I love, I love it. it. OJ. OJ. Yeah. OJ's in it. OJ's I just in. watched OJ this morning on Twitter talking about <laughs> fantasy football. So hate me or love me, OJ's in this. O- OJ's in it. Yeah. So Nor- if you want to see what he looks like, watch the Naked Gun. Yeah. He was. Uh, he played Officer Nordberg <laughs> in all three movies. The, oh, he did. Yeah. He was uh-huh. in thirty three and a third in ninety four, which came out about three weeks before. Well, 
Yeah. Everything happened. He does a good yeah. flip at the end of the first one. Yeah. <laughs> That's him, right? There's the whole scene, the whole scene where he's where he's in the hospital and he's like, heroin, Frank, heroin. He's like, I don't know, it's a pretty tall order, Norberg. You might have to give me a few days. <laughs> and the best line, the line that my friend Alan and I always quote yeah. is uh when Ed and Frank are in the hospital room with uh, with Norbert's wife, and they're like, "I want rest assured that we're not going to rest for one minute until we find Nor who did this to Norbert." Mm-hmm. Now let's go grab a bite to eat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the best. All right, excellent. So, what do you got for your number two pick tonight? Bum bum bum. Okay, I'm still. I still have to uh, go with like my uh, kind of my homegrown movies here until I go to like super obvious ones and i've circled so many and i i have to uh look at it this is just a challenge with this the drafting of this because i i don't want to lose one in case you pick one right no i got you um but the first few i know you're probably never even going to look at so i'm going to go number two and this is based on how many times i've watched it and how much impact it's made on my life I'm going to go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oof. Yeah. Uh, that and was, I get chills. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to start. Let with me tell this. you something right I now. I have to have this on my list. That's. That was that would have been in my top five. Okay, that's like that, cool. That was on my big board. Oh God, that I, one right I just there. love it, man. Uh, oh. Where do you where do you begin with it with a movie like Ferris Bueller's Day Off? It say was, Ferris. Uh, say, say Ferris. Say Ferris. Every single character iconic. in that film is iconic and likable and 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 you just want you want more i mean it would introduce the world to cameron sure introduce the world to mr rooney mm-hmm. you know oh i love mr rooney just the idea of a simple idea of skipping school yeah and then what you could do with that day which today you couldn't do because it'd be on video camera and your yeah. parents would know in two seconds where you were but the idea of just skipping school and the whole movie is about that day is just awesome and what you're he, right what he got done it's not something that could be pulled off today it's a it's definitely a product of the 1980s where yeah. the movie came out in 1986 uh-huh. okay same thing directed again. by john hughes i'm still who, young i'm who will, 11 who will probably come up on this list again john hughes, john hughes. i would yeah. just randomly guess sure yeah, yeah he's I, coming i'd up. say he's yeah. probably coming up a couple times on my list yeah uh the character of Ferris Bueller, Matthew Broderick, became so typecast in that role. It that hurt he, him for a while, it, probably. It hurt him for a very long time because he was so iconic and so likable mm-hmm. that you bought that, you know, when the secretary is is saying who he's popular with, yes. she goes through the list of every type of uh, stereotype oh, yeah. in the school. Dweebs. They, they just love him. Yeah, they love him. <laughs> they think you, he's a righteous dude. That's exactly. And, but you, you buy into that. <laughs> yeah. You totally buy into that. You're like, and he's such, like, this is a guy you'd want to spend the day with. He's and, the cool guy. And... But it, it's not it's not something that could happen in 2020 because you're no. right. Technology would never have allowed no. for that. You know, they would have been able to call his phone. They would have been able to. Track oh, everything, him. everything been, like yeah. the movie doesn't yeah. play now, but, but it's still so watchable. Uh, now. I probably watched it about a year ago. And, yeah. and the pace of the film is such that there's never a dull moment. Right. Not once. Like it, you keep going to the next thing. He it's does. so efficient in its pace and how it it's. One scene after the next, uh-huh. and, and these scenes practically top each other. I mean, think about it. These iconic scenes a where, field. where uh, uh, Ben Stein, who plays oh, the, yeah. anyone, teacher. anyone, uh-huh. anyone, Bueller. You know, Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. I mean, this is I mean, this nine times. Nine it's right times. on my computer. Nine <laughs> times. I mean, I say that for yeah. other things, just nine times. Yeah. I just say that. You know, yeah. I wouldn't trust. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to think of some of the lines. Uh, we shouldn't throw anybody with your bad back, Ed. <laughs> you know, look. But, mm. but, you know. Abe Froman. Abe Froman. Sausage King sausage of Chicago. Sausage King of Chicago. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. I could go on and on with that. I mean, you, right. where, I mean that I is. I love it. Let me I tell just you love it. I that just is a fantastic pick, and I'm disappointed that I have to take that off my list of potentials. So my draft is complete. I'm done. Yeah. I, I took potentially one of your picks. I feel happy. My number three pick, I had to, I wanted to pick, there's been a number of teen comedy films out there, right, but sort of about the teenage experience from uh, Fast Times at Bridgemont High, Dazed and Confused, American Pie. And there's there's a lot of value in every one of those films. Uh, but for me, the one that sort of spoke to me the most was 2007 Superbad. And that's going to be my number three pick. I love it. I love it. Just because it's it's a movie that, again, it's 2007 when it comes out. So it's just before we get the introduction of sort of the smartphone, social media culture. And it still had, I could still identify with the characters. And at its core, this is just a movie about three guys that are trying to go to a party, trying to score alcohol, and written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. The two characters played by Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill are, are based on them, and they, they wrote it based on experiences when they were in high school. And much like Ferris Bueller, this is a movie that the, the pace of the film is so efficient, and the writing and the dialogue is so sharp, and it's, it's really edgy, and it's honestly... I don't think a movie that could be released. Well, they couldn't do it now. Not, not now. They can't do it now. Well, one, the, the, to me, I was, you know, talking about this movie the other day and, the, you know, I always make fun of McLovin, like that McLovin, you just say McLovin. And I think Dan Patrick's show on ESPN radio or whatever he podcasts, he's on, he, one of the guys' names, McLovin, McLovin, on the show. Yep. And it's based on this movie because he got a fake ID and the fake ID was so generic that he didn't have a first and last name. It just said McLovin from Hawaii, state of Hawaii. So organ donor. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. So like, you know, when we were kids, you know, the fake ID was just to buy a six pack of beer. We yeah. weren't trying to like steal something online because there was no internet. We were just trying to get beer and have a good time. And that's why I related to this, even though I was a little bit older. And, and the thing is, like, I have yet to see a film since then. So it's been 13 years that has, has really sort of captured the essence of, of, of what that was like. It's, it's a story that's told in a single day, much like Ferris Bueller. That's cool. Up. Right. One day. One day. One day. Just what can you do in one day? Absolutely. And they pull, they pull off. They pull lot. it off. Uh, performances across the board are great. This is really the movie that introduces us to Jonah Hill. It's the movie that introduces us to Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, before yeah. that, I mean, she's Emma Stone fans. Emma Stone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and she's she's terrific. Uh, I, this movie's hilarious. It, it really is. Seth and, Rogen's a cop for crying out loud. And the how best, funny is that? The best. And and <laughs> and I just like that the movie goes for it in a lot of scenes. Like you it, just it, can't do it now. You can't make that movie right now. But it still relates. Like it still relates. Yeah. Most of us can go. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember that time. The movie. There's one movie that I would give an honorable mention to, and that is that came out in 2018. It's called Blockers. And, sure. And that's similar idea. Similar idea. That it's almost like it's a. It's you know the, the premise of that is it's the parents of Superbad. It's the parents. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that movie is is pretty funny and i definitely wrote that on my honorable mention oh, you did. So, All right. so, you, so, so you've already skipped our top 10 and already went to honorable well, i just want to throw that out because just, it's, okay. it's so relates to it hey it's your show i mean your so, name's on it so that's fine let's go into your number three pick all right are we recording we are recording. okay that's good recording is very important right now 
Number three, bum, bum, bum. All right, so I have a few. I was telling Dana earlier, I probably have a few that he'll never pick. So I'm trying to save these picks, which is a strategy. But if he picks them, then like blown up in my face. But anyway, I'm going to roll with it. I have to pick some early that might not be it. I can't pass this up. It's on my sports top 10. Um, it's Caddyshack. I, yeah. I'm, I'm not passing this up. It's another classic movie that uh, I'm trying to just build the strongest top 10 I can. And uh, again, I've seen this 30, 40 times. I play golf. It relates to me. The characters are crazy. Dana probably can speak to a ton of what makes this movie great. I love it. Well, it's interesting. Uh, directed by Harold Ramis, who will pop up on my list. The director. Sure, of He'll course. pop up on my list. Yeah. Uh, if everything oh, goes if everything goes according to plan, he's going to pop up on my list twice. Well, it's good to know. So maybe my four pick could change twice. Okay. No, a Caddyshack. This is an example of a movie that, if you look at the backstory of it, like they had probably more fun making this film than the actual movie turned it's, out. And the movie's great. It's it hilarious. sure looked like it. I would. I wish I was in the damn movie. This thing was oh made for just under a million dollars. They filmed it down in the Fort Lauderdale area. <laughs> It, it, what's great about it is, again, what's probably great about most of these movies is, frankly, just likable characters. You sure? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. From, from Bill Murray to Chevy Chase to Rodney Dangerfield, who's mm-hmm. just incredible in this movie. Well, just think of it. A millionaire, a judge, yeah. uh, a pastor, whatever the hell he is. Like, I love this. Uh, Everything. Yeah, it's and and the judge is the just, caddy. The judge is just fantastic and just you know he's <laughs> beeper. Who's beeper? He has a beeper. He he gets beeped. I think that's the doc. He that's gets doc, beeped. Yeah. He's got a beeper. They call him beeper. I just like when they're like they're going to christen his boat. You know, it's oh, just yeah. this little. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, it's it's just a fun golf movie. It's, oh yeah, it's, and it's, it's hilarious. Chevy Chase. Everybody. I mean, ha- how many more guys do you want in us? Again, there's probably a little spillover of SNL here, but yeah. Um, just a classic golf movie. It's probably one of the, if you look at top 10 sports movies, um, it's, always it's probably the on list. there too. It's always making the list. If you're my age, you've seen it a thousand times. It's hilarious. And that is on the list of films. Caddyshack is on the list of films that I'm doing with my special dinner and a movie screenings. Like that one's are, Oh yeah, that's 100% on the When's list. When's that? I mean, uh, spoiler alert. I'm, uh, I'm, it's, we'll it's have to few, go. It's in a few weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, Where's this list? Is there a list provided? I well, no. I mean, this okay. is sort of just like these are like speaking. Well, thanks for telling showings. me. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. So, all right. Well, good choice. Number thanks. four. I couldn't let it pass. All right. So that was number three on your list. All right. So uh, yes, number, you're four. Number four number f- on the clock. Dana Buckler easily on the clock. We mentioned Harold Ramis. I have no choice but oh. to just go ahead and and draft it now before we lose just it. Just say it. All right, and that is going to be National Lampoon's Vacation. Of course. All right. Uh, for those who aren't sure, National Lampoon's Vacation is a franchise that stars uh, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo. Uh, Randy Quaid is in three of the four films. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Uh, so we're looking at Vacation. Then we have <laughs> European Vacation, Christmas Vacation, which Christmas could have, Vacation might be people's number one. Could Some very people. easily make the list, and then the Vegas Vacation. <laughs> Take the damn tour now. <laughs> so right. why this particular one stands out above the other ones. And I like the other ones. I'm not crazy about European vacation. No. I didn't like Vegas Vacation the first time I saw it. I walked out of the theater very disappointed. Really? That movie has actually grown on me. Okay, cool. In, 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 right. in subsequent viewings. I think it. I like it for different reasons. Sure. Uh, but the fact of the matter is that National Lampoon's Vacation, the, uh, the quest to go to Wally World... Uh, is very much R-rated. 
<laughs> and that R-rated humor is uh-huh. is what gets me. Chevy Chase is incredibly likable in this film as as Clark Griswold, who just wants to take his family on vacation. What a character! And Clark he, Griswold. He's the forever oh. optimist in uh-huh. this movie. No matter what goes wrong, sure. He 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 always sees the good in every situation until he has his breaking point. Oh the yes, cop, you know. And there, here comes John Candy. Yeah. yeah yes. Uh, sorry, folks. The park's closed. The moose should have told you outside. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, gonna have so much. Yeah, can I can say, say that? I can say that. So much fucking fun. You're gonna need plastic surgery to remove the fucking smiles from your face. And you're gonna be singing zippity doo dah out of your assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about it. Is it, 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 this is this is Chevy Chase at his absolute best for me i know a lot of people will say fletch but for me this is him at his absolute best because i i just love that forever optimism no matter what the hell goes wrong i mean the whole scene with with uh cousin eddie is only about a 20 minute segment of the film but it has some of the best laughs they went to cousin eddie's house they went to his house yeah yeah. and and some of the most quotable lines are from that scene when you know, right down to you know real tomato ketchup, Eddie, and yeah. he's nothing but the best. And they first get there, and, and Eddie's drinking a beer, and he goes, "I bet you could use a cool one." And, and he, he goes, give him his beer. Didn't he give him his he beer? Gives, he gives him his, beer? Him his beer and opens another. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he's, they're seen where they're in the living room, and they're just talking at cousin Eddie's, and he's just going, "Yeah." Now things are going real nice for you and Clark. You know the bank; they're getting ready to. Oh, he wanted money. He wanted and, money. And, and Edna goes, "Why don't you just ask him for the money, yes. Eddie? You sure as hell can't take a hint." Oh. Well, I didn't want to bother you, Clark, but you think you might be able to spare a couple bucks? He goes, and he's sure. pulling out his wallet. Out his wallet. He goes, "Sure, Eddie. What do you need? He's up about fifty-five thousand dollars." <laughs> he puts his wallet back. <laughs> Christy Brinkley's in this. Christy Brinkley's in yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the father that's just like struggling in life, and he's yeah. looking at the hot chick in the car. Oh yeah. So for rewatchability, that is the one. Now, very classic. Directed by Harold Ramis. Yeah. Written by John Hughes. There we go. Based on a story he wrote called Vacation. Uh, I think it's Vacation 1958. I think that's the name of the story. Where he, it's cool. a story about him, his dad taking the family to Disney World. Who to Disneyland? Who, who wrote that? John Hughes. Oh, Hughes. Oh, yeah. God, so this is, so a, awesome. this is I didn't a John, know that. John Hughes film. So, nice. So, oh, hands down. So and great. I knew, I knew this film was going to be in my top top the five. Family like, truckster. The, fa- the wagon. Oh, your boy Levy's in this. Exactly. Levy's in this. He's, uh, he's the car he's salesman. The car salesman. Uh, he goes. Well, I know what must have happened. It, it didn't come in. <laughs> Arctic blue. You ordered Arctic blue. <laughs> the Antarctic, Antarctic you, blue. You didn't. You didn't order the metallic P. <laughs> Listen, if you're looking to take the tribe oh. cross country, <laughs> believe me, the Wagon Queen family truckster. This wine is good, but the that Arctic movie is better. The, with the rally, the, CB, oh. the optional fun pack. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so great. And he calls, uh, Eugene Levy calls over, Davenport, Davenport, get over here. Mr. Griswold, what happened to Mr. Griswold car? And he goes, smushing it. I don't know, sir. And it's getting <laughs> smushed. Why Why you crush a car that fast? But so good. Great movie. Great movie. All right. So what do you have for your number four pick? Golly, you stole one there. That was a full steal, by the way. Vacation. Um, same thing. I'm going to probably stick with stuff I don't want you to steal. Harold Ramos, I Harold Ramos, right? Ramos. Ramos. Yeah. Is he in Ghostbusters? He no. Is, he is in Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's what I thought. He so. plays Egon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So, guess what? 
I knew that was coming. Ghostbusters. Again, when I'm younger, something that probably impacted me. It impacted me so much that I've bought Ghostbusters stuff for my son, and he didn't even know what it was till I picked it. So just a, a classic movie from me growing up. Again, I, what year? Were, 80, that was 1984. I'm running, I'm running in the 80s here. I didn't even mean to do that, but like, talk about being impactful when you're younger. The thing about Ghostbusters is to, that movie had sort of two revelations for me. The first time I saw it was probably 85 on a home video. I was and at I, the movies. And I, would have I been, went to the movies. I might have been uh, 85. I would have been probably about seven years old. And for me, that was just the scary ghost movie. All right. <laughs> it was. And oh God! It wasn't until yeah. I was a, you know, a teenager sure. in my twenties that I rewatched the film and really understood that this is the Bill Murray show. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, big time. He is at his absolute best in this film, big time. Uh, you know, some. I, I actually, it's probably no. I can say this without without. You sure? About it. It's my Don't say it, Dana. It's my favorite Bill Murray performance. Wow. Hands down. Hands down. There's a lot of stuff there for him. He's 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 That's William Murray to you. You call him William William, Murray. Yeah. Mr. William Murray. Okay, thank you. Yeah. He's at his absolute best in in this film. And he's what to me makes the movie because he is Vankman. He is us. We're seeing the movie through his eyes because you know, you've got Dan Aykroyd's character, you've got Harold Ramis, you've got Winston, uh, yeah. Ernie Reeves' character. Yes. And they they all bring something to the table. But Dan Aykroyd is the scientist who doesn't know anything about science. Nerd, you know, he's right. Dr. Peter Venkman, but yes. he, just, he doesn't... He doesn't know he anything. Doesn't, he doesn't know anything. It's amazing and, he has and, no clue. And there's that great line when they are when they're decide to go into business for themselves uh-huh. and, and they're walking out uh, and Ray's taking out the mortgage and they're like, you didn't even, you know... They're talking about how much, <laughs> and when they when when he picks up the hearse, yeah, and he's talking about everything that's wrong with it, and like, what'd you pay for it? He's like, oh, forty five hundred or something. <laughs> just the look on his face. Yeah, he just had no clue. Uh, Rick Moranis is tremendous sure. in this Annie film. Any Potts, Annie Potts, Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, um, Aliens. That's an alien. You love you love Aliens. I do I love that. Aliens. Yeah, right. this was so two years is. before Aliens came out, but she had. It was before that. Well, well she had been in 1979's Alien. Okay, uh, but this was two years before cool. Aliens had come out. This is a really fun movie. It's it's one of those near perfect films, in the sense that it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. The visual effects at the time, at the time, and 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 in most cases, still hold up. Sure, still it doesn't up. look cheesy, and there's no C- not no CGI in this thing. Yeah, and you know, what other movie has a giant marshmallow man walking through awesome. the streets of New York? Stay it's puffed. In, the Stay Puffed Marshmallow. Yes, it's incredible. Uh, uh, and the other thing I like too, it made impact uh, in the country. Shirts and memorabilia, and yeah. clothes and commercials and cartoons. This is going to sound crazy it's to say everywhere. about a guy about a group of guys hunting ghosts, but it's an American classic. Sure, it's it's one of those defining movies of the 1980s. So and they tied in New York City. I yeah. mean, it was everything. It was it's a great soundtrack. Yeah, not just oh, yeah, the big Ghostbusters song. thing, but, yeah. but but all, the rest of the okay, music yeah. and it's really good as well. So it's it's not one not only one of the greatest comedies of all time. It's one of the greatest films of all time. Well, it's on my list. It, it's yeah, it, it's if mine. I was it, I I own it. If I was to put a top twenty list together, the top twenty greatest films ever made i would could easily put wow. ghostbusters cool. on that list so i think it's a fantastic pick in fact i'm a little surprised that it it's yeah. off the board this is the you know this is the eighth movie yeah well it's so. on my it's i'm gonna repeat myself my list so my good list. good choice there all right so 
I'm on to my number five pick. All right. Uh, now, this one kind of flies under the radar. And I was really having a tough time because there's been a lot of Steve Martin movies that have oh, come out. Oh, no. But for some reason, the one that I've, I... It's not the one everyone's thinking of. I can tell you that. This one came out in 1990. And it stars oh, Steve Martin uh-huh. and Michael Caine. Got it. Yeah. And it's called Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. And... Another film that I saw probably too young. Yeah. And going back now and rewatching it probably 10 years ago. Oh my God, I loved it. Rewatched it a couple weeks ago in preparation for this. Uh-huh. And, and, and just still good. Still good. Love it. For those who have not seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, it's a, it's a story about two con men. Con men. Michael Caine and Steve Martin. Michael Caine is this very established, very wealthy con the man. Old in the, French, the old goat. The old goat. In French Riviera. And Steve Martin is sort of the up-and-coming con man. And Did they get con? Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it. But they end up having a competition about who can con a woman out of fifty thousand dollars. Who is that? I forget. Who oh, I is? I can't remember her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember well, her name. But it's just. A, I just think it's a delight, <laughs> delightful, delightful film. And there's a, an entire scene where he plays Ruprecht. Ruprecht. Well, I can't wait to say the name Ruprecht. Ruprecht. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm putting Dirty Rotten Scoundrels at my number five on the on the comedy. What is? Uh, you can keep this in or not. Ruprecht. The the scene when he introduces Ruprecht. Holy shit! Oh my uh, the, god. That's worth the, the price dinner of scene. The, the, the oh my the, god! The says, "May I take your trident, sir?" He's got this yes. little plastic, and the, and she says, "Why does he have the cork on his fork?" And yeah, he sticks in his eye. Oh. <laughs> Rupert, eat your applesauce. <laughs> and he's, and he goes. He introduces. He, just, he goes, "Mother." He goes, yeah. No, not not mother. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Comedic genius. Yeah. Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Absolutely. You could go all Steve Martin here if Absolutely. you wanted to. Absolutely. There's a few the jerk, uh, The jerk. I have this written down in notes. The jerk. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's on there. No, I'm, not, on I'm not picking it. Comedic genius. Unbelievable. That whole uh, action comedy or whatever you call that. He, he's he's, oh. he's outstanding. So. Oh, my God. What do you have for your number five? I'm going to keep this moving because I keep rambling. Dana's going to cut out half of what I talked about, but I'm going to do my best here. I'm going to pick one. I've heard it on Dana's show. I dressed as this guy when I was in middle school, which is in the 80s. Again, I'm stuck in the 80s here. I'm trying to get out. I promise you guys. But I'm going with Pee Wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) I know it. I love it. God, I love stealing picks. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. uh, To me, when it first came out, I probably watched it a thousand times. I won a costume halloween costume party at my middle school my dad goes out and buys this gray suit i actually still have this gray suit i mean we're talking like toddler five or whatever four like toddler gray suit little red bow tie we had no idea what it would come to promise you this happened so middle school i'm still kind of like a like quiet guy and we're in the gym and all the costumes for the whole middle school are just walking around the gym and the teachers and chaperones are probably watching to like, you know, check off who they thought were the best costume. So anyway, 
they start like announcing, oh yeah, third place is, you know, the witch and second place is Frankenstein or whatever, the, or the Hulk or whatever. And all of a sudden they go, first place is Pee Wee Herman. I went, oh my God, no way. My hair was slicked. I like I, I, my dad has the pictures, but I, I have, I swear to God, I have the outfit still. And this is from like probably 87. They put me on a stool. I stood up. And the whole middle school is cheering, Pee-wee, Pee-wee, Pee-wee. So anyway. Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out in 1985, <sighs> directed by Tim Burton. It was, Again, his, it yeah. was his first film. And this is going to sound a little crazy to a Ruh-roh. lot of people listening. I still think it's it's by far, well, I don't think, it's it's hands down my favorite Tim Burton film, without a doubt. I'm with, killing my list with, right now. With I'm loving my you, list. You really are. You really are. The thing about Pee-wee's Big Adventure is there is no other movie that I know that so perfectly balances humor that the kids will find funny mm, and adults, humor that the adults. adults will find funny. Yes. And the, the humor that the adults find funny goes right over the kid's head. Way over. Way over. And I, I dare say, I don't think that's ever been duplicated in the sense of a perfectly balanced movie. Sure. I think it's arguably, again, we're doing comedies. I it's know, one I of know, the funniest right. films of all time. But the humor. What a character. For a char- one, what a character. What a character. Okay, he, he gets credit for the character. Oh, my God. There is. I will start crying with laughter if I start. Yeah. I mean. Everything from okay, so for those who haven't seen right, Pee Wee, he's trying to get his bike back yeah, for Pee Wee's got life. this cr- amazing bicycle. Oh, well, he that, loved it! Oh my that, god, that, it's Fran- that Francis, <laughs> Francis wants, uh-huh. uh, and the bike gets stolen, and it's just so over the top. And it also works because a lot of the characters in the film, like the Naked Gun, you know, are, are, are the straight characters. Mm-hmm. He's he's crazy, and and I love it because all of his all the people that are around him. Just accept Pee Wee for who he is. They loved him, they, though. They love they him. They love him, him but they and, accepted and it's it. It's never so so evident when he has his his meeting about where his bike is <laughs> in the, the Alamo base, in the basement of his house. Basement. Oh, when, oh yeah. when he has that meeting, and oh. all these people come over. Ah. It's Exhibit A uh-huh. <laughs> and Exhibit Q, and then he's like <laughs> a full scale mop. Come on, <laughs> and then and then is there something you want to share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? And and, and then like everybody's just he's there for three hours and. Mm. But there's a great line when his bike is missing and he goes to his goes to the police and the and the and the police officer goes, Now what leads you to believe that the Soviets are involved? And they say, <laughs> yeah. But they're it's just so it's so smart. Uh-huh. It's so well written. And it obviously kicked off the Pee-wee phenomenon because a couple years later he had a we good get, run. We get he had Pee- a good run. Pee-wee's big adventure. Uh-huh. And then we uh, Big Top uh, Pee-wee. Excuse me, Pee-wee's Big Top Pee-wee. Uh-huh. We get uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse, which uh-huh. was a monster and, hit. And again, I watched that show a lot, too, when I was yeah. younger. Now, that one it's is funny. a little... It's a, it's funny, but that's definitely just geared towards kids. Oh, it's kids. It's and, kids. I, and again, it was my age, so I watched the show a lot. And then there was a few years back, there was another Pee-wee movie that came out on it was Netflix. Like, yeah, Netflix. Yeah. I actually watched it. It was okay. I thought it was, it was all right. It was yeah, fine. it was fine. It, it wasn't was bad. He, that guy's, you know... Obviously, again. for those younger listeners who don't know, uh, Paul Rubens, the actor who played peewee herman uh he had a hiccup yeah he had, he had a yeah he had something happened hit a little hurdle a little hurdle but i i never connect him to that because mm. it was i don't connect him to that at all which no. you know for him it hurt him for a while but oh it destroyed it, it doesn't connect i don't connect him to that and when i think when i hear paul rooms i just think peewee herman 
And he's actually been in some other movies. Yeah, he was in. He's Blow, probably a really Mystery fucking Man. good actor, and he's he gets a, he's screwed a, a, because of this stupid phenom- thing. Phenomenal actor. He is. He's probably really talented. I love Pee Wee Herman. I love the character, and um, the scene that I have to portray is when he's at the diner. Yeah. And it's the worst accident yeah, I've ever, ever seen. seen. Tonight's the anniversary. Yes. <laughs> and large, you know, tell him Large Marge sent you. Yeah. He, oh, he no, he walks in the diner. He goes, Large Marge sent me. And that's <laughs> that's when he hears it again. That was the worst. And he goes, <laughs> so I, I, I just love Large Marge. My buddy always asks me, he goes, do the Large Marge, do the Large Marge. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna blow out the mic. Oh yeah, sorry. Anyway, uh, I'm like, that's why I, I, I love that movie he though. He gets picked up by the by the the, the, the guy who's escaped from prison. And <laughs> oh yeah. He sees the handcuffs and he goes, he just Pee Wee's just kind of looking at him. He goes, well, "What'd you do?" And he goes, "Well, I got angry and I took a knife. And you know those tags on the mattresses that say do not cut off. Well, I cut one of those off. <laughs> Woof. He's like." I'm a, I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. I'm a rebel. The scene when he's walking through the rain. I don't need you. I don't need anyone. He's walking through the rain and the, and the, and the thugs come up to uh-huh. him and they're like, like, hey, you're new around here. We don't take kindly to strangers. And he's just. <laughs> <laughs> and he does a tequila dance at the yeah. biker bars. So I mean, many things. That's yeah. a great pick. All right, All right. Good call. All right. So on to number six here. Okay. Let's, let's see. move. Let's see here. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. Gonna take- <laughs> oh, yeah. So I am going to, so six, you know, it's so like it, it's hit or miss for a lot of people, but I have to pick the Burbs as my number six pick. Wow. Okay. I, okay. And this is a movie nice. directed by Joe Dante. Uh, came out eighty nine. Tom Hanks. By this point, he's 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 popular. He's been in Big. He's he's been in you know bachelor party i love splash. big but i have to yeah. say i love big um but he's not the tom hanks that we all know today that doesn't happen until 93 when he stars in philadelphia yep. and then just goes on this this incredible what a run. great actor by the way oh my god phenomenal amazing actor. phenomenal the, actor. the best one of my favorites uh the burbs is just this i think perfect film uh about uh, a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood <laughs> with eccentric neighbors uh-huh. and uh my favorite of course is the character of art who is who's his neighbor a new the clopex move into town and they think something strange is going on and uh, again for my money the scene where they go over to the clopex house that whole 25 minute long scene is it odd it's 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 the best uncomfortable he's walking around sardine you know and he's just 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 (laughs) what i love about the film is you genuinely think well they're crazy the clopex aren't doing what they think they're doing and then the movie uh, sort of subverts yeah. something's wrong there right yeah so, i so, saw it once at the movie that's it you need to rewatch it yeah you need to watch it because it it, it has incredible i forget it's one of those movies that didn't do well in the theater i uh, went i paid my ticket so you're the one i went i you're was the, the guy the guy you're, i'm the guy the guy um but i think it's uh i think it's just a, a phenomenal movie with great characters who's the neighbor it's it's not john belushi no, no, the neighbor. Uh, Who is it? I, I can't remember. Yes, okay. you're gonna have to figure that yeah. out. Uh, Cut Bru- me out. Bruce Stern. Bruce Stern's in it. Corey Feldman. No, who the f- crazy neighbors, right? You, you need to watch the film yeah. again. Right. So that's All my right. number six, The Burbs. All right, your number six. Number six, and I'm still trying to pick movies that I don't want him to steal. 
I'm going to go with something I've probably seen 30-ish times. And I'm going to put a, uh, what is it, the forward slash? You know, does that count? I'm going to put two movies together because I connect them. Go ahead. You know what a forward slash is there? You know, the old, like, uh, um, I'm going to pick swingers slash made. Oh, so oh, I oh, love oh, made. No, no, we're gonna have a disagreement here. Okay, we're can I have, slash? Yeah. I can't okay. slash that. Okay, we're, we're gonna so. have a we're gonna have a big disagreement here. All right. So, well, I said swingers first. Yes. I'll take swingers. No one that I've ever talked to knows what made is. I, I know what made is. Okay, and if I'm just being completely honest, you can't. I've seen it one time, and I never want to see it again. Made. Yeah. Yes. Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Well, let's swingers. talk about that. Swingers is in my top 10 films of all time. All right. Well, I am picking Swingers now, so it's on my list now. I was trying to piggyback made. I can't wait to hear what you think, but Swingers is on okay, my Okay, so list. Swingers, written by John Favreau, directed by Doug Lyman. All right, Doug Lyman would go on to direct some of the, 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 the Born Identity, He uh, some big action films. He, he went into another level. He went to, he went to another, another okay. level. Well, I get swingers. I don't care what you say. I, I recommend people listen to my episode on swingers. If I, haven't I haven't. It, yeah. I haven't heard it. I go into the history of the film. But essentially, Favreau, this was his make or break thing. By this point, it's really based on his life. Sure. Uh, based on his experiences. Like, L.A., baby. By, by that point in his life, because swingers came out in 96, by that point in his life, Favreau, had a couple bit parts in, in a couple movies. Uh, his biggest role had was in Rudy. Where yeah. He played Did they meet there? They uh, didn't meet there. Him and Vince. Him and that that's they, they met on the set of they. Did they meet on Rudy? I thought. Well, they might I not think, have met, but I they, think that's where they did at meet. least movie wise. They connected to, there. Um, yeah, because Vince Vaughn is in Rudy as well. Uh, they, yeah, they don't they don't share any. He plays Jamie O'Hara. Uh, he had a bit. He had a small role in Seinfeld. Favreau, he was Eric. Yeah, the, the ring. He, was he got Eric, her a ring. He was Eric the Clown. Who? Uh, John Favreau. Oh, yeah. Seinfeld. Oh, well, then. He put, he put the fire out with his big shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he, he was surprising somebody with a ring. I don't know. Well, that that's Friends. Oh, what did you say? Se- Seinfeld. Oh, jeez. So All right. That's, that's take the wine away. That's, okay. po- that's post-swingers. Yeah. So it was really about, it really mirrored what was going on in his life. He was yeah. a struggling, in the movie, he's a struggling comedian. But in life, in real life, he was a struggling actor living in Los Angeles. And having just been to L.A. and, you know, yeah, that, that's a very accurate description or, or a very accurate presentation of what, of sort this of place the L.A. Is dead. culture. We're out of here. Yeah. This place is- what makes that movie is the earnest, honest portrayal of, of the vulnerabilities of John Favreau's character, who plays Mike. But honestly, the movie is probably most well known for Vince Vaughn's character, Trent. Oh, my God. And this is Vince Vaughn became so stereotyped or so typecast for that type of personality yep. that he ran with that type of personality for years he should. for he made years money. i mean and and sort of culminated with wedding crashers which would come out uh nine years after this it's film. probably almost the same uh, guy he just comes li- literally the same character it's similar yeah. but but <laughs> that that personality that that vaughn has yeah. in swingers is it's elevated it's amped up but it's perfect it's perfect just for enough. Me. It's just, just enough. Just enough. It's just enough. He's I he, feel he has a little bit of heart to him. Made is too much for you. Made is he's so his character in Made, and I love. Vince Were Vaughn. you uncomfortable in the airplane at the beginning of Made? It the movie. <laughs> Did you want to leave? The movie stressed me out. <laughs> it stressed me out. His character stressed me out. To the it point is where stressful. I don't even think I remember finishing the film. 
See, that's so. So I can't. He Diddy's speak. in it, dude. Diddy. I, 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 I or whatever it, his name is. Ironically, Vince Vaughn is one of my favorite actors, and I find him utterly unwatchable oh, it's, in it's, Made. So it's that's off. why I said there, it's would, tough. there would be a disagreement. But I, I love, love Swingers. I get it. I, I love that you put Swingers on the list. I yeah. think that's a. I, it's I one of swingers. my all-time favorite films. We love that. My boys and love that. You want to talk about that movie? Is us? That's the yeah. 1990s. Sure. That's we're in that trying to go out, trying trying to to meet a girl, home phones, no cell phones, no, no anything. No, I mean, that's you would go to the when you would go to the bars, you would. What do you call it? What's the voicemail box? What's the answering machine? Answering machine. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. The answer machine, that huge scene, scene in the that whole scene. He keeps going, "Hi, Nikki," and then finally he gets on the phone. After like calling her like seven or eight times, yes. he's like, "He's like, listen, Nikki, uh, this it's not going to work. It's out. not going to work out. <laughs> it's not you. It's me." And she, she picks up. Picks up. Don't ever De- call ever me call again. me again. Oh God, it's no, awful. It's, it's awesome. But I would definitely recommend people listen to to the episode I did on Swingers. It's I had a lot of fun with. But I I talk a little bit about like that's what. That's what it was about in the 90s. Sure. You would go out with your well, friends. I felt that. That's why it's yeah. on my list, too. Because when it came out, I was close to that era yeah. of time in my life. It's the it's arguably the most relatable film, I think, of all the films we're going to discuss as far as... And like, my God, like, Favreau, where has he gone now? Like, upper echelon. He like, is. Unbelievable. And good for that, that guy. guy. I mean, that guy is awesome. Run, he is running good Star Wars. Good for you. He is running Star Wars now. Everywhere I go on Disney. Now, I, I even watched Jungle Book. I'm not like, only, oh, my God, this guy's on not everything. Not only did he come up with the Mandalorian. Yeah. But he came, I watched that too. It's he great. came up with Baby Yoda. That That's was amazing. his idea. My kid has a whatever I, he has a Baby Yoda in his bed. He came up with that was Favreau who came up with that. Good for that guy. I don't know him. I love the guy. He's awesome. I'm so good for him. You picked that. It's mine. <laughs> and a peewee too, dude. Come on. You got you, you nailed it. Ferris. All right. Number seven on my list. I'm gonna say it. Doesn't need. We don't need to spend a lot of time on it. It's a. It's a. It's a fucking classic. Directed by John Hughes, released in 1987, mm-hmm. starring John Candy and Steve Martin. Oh yeah, of course. Those aren't pillows. Exactly. Got Planes, it. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. What I love. What do I say? What do I love about this film? How do you not love this film? What's unique about this film <laughs> is that Steve Martin. Who's known for this wacky, zany comedy? He's done the jerk. He's done yeah. all kinds of he's crazy. He's supposed to be like the. He's the straight man. In the <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be the calm one. He's the calm one, <laughs> and, and that's what. And it's one of it's one of the best performances he's ever given, and he's uh-huh. given some wonderful performances. The movie also has a ton of heart. It has an ending that will make anybody tear up. Oh yeah. But what I really respect about this film is by this point, this is '87. John Hughes has released. Weird Science, The Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He, the man, has got a, a ton. He's, he's got a ton of uh, of clout, and he's got a ton of, frankly, power. Okay, so he does planes, trains, and automobiles. And there's the famous scene where Steve Martin decides to go back into the rental car agency because there was no car for him, and he goes in <laughs> and he and he has a a discussion with Edie McClure. And she's, you, it sets her up where she's talking about, you know, getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner and she's going to make the ambrosia and she hangs up the phone, gobble, gobble. And, yeah. and she goes, may I help you? And he goes into this tirade 
He, he has his meltdown. He, where every other word is fuck. I mean, he finally I mean, has his meltdown. Goes, He's yes, done. Yes, you could start by wiping that fucking <laughs> smile off your rosy <laughs> fucking cheeks. And she, but but that whole, so that whole scene goes on and every word is fuck and fuck and fuck. Uh-huh. So when they submit the movie to the Motion Picture Association yeah. of America. Okay. Uh, the MPAA says, well, you're only, if it's a PG-13 rated movie, you can say fuck one time. Once. Once. So the movie gets slapped with an R rating because they don't say fuck anymore. Just that just, one just scene. That one scene. That's what. That's what's so funny about it. Did they say fuck it? We want R. So what is it? They go to John Hughes and they say, you know, if you replace that scene with, uh, you know, a less offensive word or just cut that scene out altogether, yeah, you know, we'll get a PG thirteen rating, and the movie will make even more money. This is the studio's thinking. The movie, sure. the movie will make millions more because it will open up to a wider audience. That's all they're and, looking at. And John Hughes is like, nope. Nice. That movie stays in. They're like, well, it's going to get an R rating. It stays in. Yes. And that's the kind of power he had. Because, because typically, you know, most directors don't have what's known as final cut. When you're hired, when a studio hires you to make a movie, you make a movie, you go through the whole process, editing, and you deliver a movie to the to the studio. Right. The studio owns it. They can they can decide if they want to make changes to it. People like Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, they have something known as final cut, which is the movie they submit to the studio, that's the movie. You don't you don't touch it. You can't move you can't change it. Most directors don't have final cut. Sure. That you know, very few have that. John Hughes had Final Cut. Cool. And the studio begged him, please. And he's like, no, no. I'm, I'm the fucking genius. That stays. I know what I'm doing. That stays. Play it. And so, it played. And, it, and, 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 it, and the movie kills. Like, yeah. there, there's, uh, again, so many quotable lines. You said, That's cool. You mentioned those aren't pillows. Yeah, I, I love uh, that. The fucking, the scene. Get your arm off me. The scene when they're, they're going to get a ride to the train station in Wichita. <laughs> and, and the cousin shows up and he's just like, I'm going to take you to Wichita to catch a train. And he's like, people train don't run out of Wichita less than you're a hog. <laughs> and this is yeah. scene. You're Owen. He's Owen. Um, it's a good road trip movie, right? But, but the it's old a, road it's trip. a great road trip movie. Yeah. But again, when you see it the second time, it's even more powerful because you know what John Candy's character has experienced in his life. And like Clark Griswold, he's the forever optimist. Uh-huh. And that's, I just, he, he's, it's again, my, it's my second favorite John Candy performance. Yeah, wow. My, his first will probably make my list. Uh-oh. So, number seven for me is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Got it. So, I have a number seven. Oh, yes, you do. I do. I know those two aren't being picked. I know that's not being picked. So, I have, I'm, it, it's just weird when we pick these drafts. Yeah. I probably have another 10 I want on my list, but I, I, I don't want the listeners to just like think my list is just a bunch of garbage. So I have to keep picking these movies. I'm going to have to go with uh, Stay Classy San Diego. I, I don't know what else to do here. I mean, my boy Ron Burgundy is just like, to me, classic character and something that um, some of these comedies is based on just one person, one character. And then the whole movie just surrounds around this one character. And to me, Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy, has tied in some other uh, actors we've talked about, but the actual character itself to me just kills for me. Some people might think it's annoying or I love Ron Burgundy, uh, like nobody's business. So what, what are your thoughts? I love, I'm taking Anchorman. I love the film, but I love it just because this is an example of the financiers of the movie 
completely trusting everyone on board saying you guys just do whatever you want and just when you go. watch the movie uh-huh. you realize that they did whatever they wanted <laughs> and 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 i mean that in a good way when you let talented people do their thing oh yeah and th- this is what you get and they, so i mean they had a cockfight for crying yeah. out loud who, who <laughs> you know brick had a fucking but, trident in the same you know when I you mean, get when you get the different groups of news teams fighting like yo, every, like, yeah. like it's just it's it's brilliant. It, it's it's it really is. So I, pull I in the guys ask, they pulled in. I have to ask you. Yeah. Did you feel like the sequel held up? No. 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 Um, no. I've never watched that more than once. Okay. So maybe I'm not doing that justice, and maybe it is as good. Some sequels, I go, yeah, I could watch that. Like last night, I watched Ghostbusters two before I went to bed yeah. just to see, and I could probably watch that again. Anchorman 2, I have no clue. To be honest, I have no idea. I watched it probably one time. Yeah. So I don't know. Probably terrible. Actually, now I remember. I think it was awful. I don't re- I, I've actually never seen it. No, the I think movie. I went there to the movie because I was just couldn't wait. And I, I think it was bad. I, I don't, yeah, I don't even remember seeing the whole movie. Um, it's not as bad as Caddyshack 2, but it's bad. Ooh, Caddyshack 2. Might, maybe the worst. You know, no offense. Worst. Again, I think the worst, it's the worst, one terrible. of the worst movies I've ever seen in my but, life. But, um, Anchorman to me is awesome. A million quotes. I, we quote it all the time. And I love the character. He's just classic male, thinks he's bigger than he is, and he's not. And it shows, you know, the female anchor woman coming and going, you're not the greatest thing in the world. And then they just battle and fall, I fall in love or whatever you want to call it. But just, just, he, it's just this, you know, bigger than, you know, yeah. world personality. It's so funny. And it's good. It's, it, I, I just like the character. No, and he's he's great. He's he kills great. it. And then, yeah, they, they they went a little too far with the second one. I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll agree. Um, number eight on my list, we're going to go back into the 2000s. I'm going to go with Role Models. Oh, nice. I watched Role Models in the theater. I loved it. I've actually enjoyed it more and more. I'm a big Paul Rudd fan, and I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like the oh, guy. he's so funny. I love Paul he's Rudd. He's so funny. And... I was torn between I love you, man, and role models, mm-hmm. but I've just he's 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 very likable in I love you, man, and, and I love you, man's got some some great scenes in it. But I like snarky, sarcastic Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. and for my money, there's no scene better than when they're at the Starbucks and he's trying to order the large black coffee, and she says, "You mean venti?" He's like, "No, I mean large." No, I want a large v- one. Venti is large. No, venti is twenty. Large is large. And he just goes through <laughs> this whole. And uh-huh. she asks him, "Do you take a lero, or is it, do you take euros, or is it all?" Lir-? I mean, that's just the start of the film. I love that movie. Yeah, I love it. I've seen it probably more than any other Paul Rudd comedy, and so that had to go number eight on my list. Cool. So number eight on your list. I'm I'm running out of room. I'm I'm writing down. I'm not even going to let him look at it, but I'm writing down my nine and ten that okay. I know he won't take because I can't not take them. And then I've got so many that I wish I could put on here. So I'm I'm going back and forth. Um, do I put a movie on here that's already on one of my other lists that I've drafted with Dana with sports, or do I go with this other movie? I'm going to have to go with the other movie. Um, again, came out in the 90s. I, I might get this year right. I'm going to guess 94. I was in Miami on a baseball team trip watching this, and there's a scene during the movie. I'm like, oh, my God, there's going to be a riot in this theater because she goes, I hope Dan Marino dies of gonorrhea and rots in hell. And I'm like, oh, my God, did she just say that? Okay. That's Ace Ventura. And uh, as you know, you know, the rest is history when it comes to Dan Marino and uh, Ray Finkel. Right. 
<laughs> so um, Ace Ventura has uh, a ton of laugh out loud parts. A huge Jim Carrey movie. His probably his biggest movie. It was he his had. breakout. Right. And um, I could watch it a thousand times. I don't get tired of it. I love the care again. I fall, uh, to me, I fell in love with a character. He kills me, and I could act out the whole movie. I could probably do the movie. Not as funny as him, but I could do the movie. It's I love Ace Ventura. So this is where we're gonna. Oh uh, yes, we we're, disagree. We're gonna come to our first. Um, I guess just not see eye to eye on yeah. on it. Talk I, to me, Dana. I. Oof. Yeah, go what? I don't like this movie oh my at God. all. Yes, I love it. This is where we, we, this is good though. We need to have a we need to have a. We little, can't agree. We can't Dana. agree on everything. I um I'll, I'll preface this by saying, I love Jim Carrey. Are you one of those hard copy guys? <laughs> right. uh, I love Jim Carrey. Dumb and Dumber is was that's on that was that's on everyone's that's list. On my that's list. everywhere. Um, I have it written down here. But. They actually filmed Dumb and Dumber before. Ace Ventura, they but they released. They weren't even sure they were sitting on the movie. I like them and both. Then Ace Ventura comes out, and they're like quickly release Dumb and Dumber. So I love Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I don't like the mask. I don't like the mask. I don't like the mask. I, I like Liar Liar. I love Liar Liar. Yeah, I I love the Cable Guy. Cable Guy's great. That's a great movie. That's a movie that just did not do well in '96. I don't know why. It's uh, great. Cable Guy's people, great. Well, he wasn't doing a character like Ace Ventura. It was dark. It was and it was dark. dark. Yeah. It was dark. Cable There's, Guy. Cable Guy. I think that movie really holds up. Um, and I didn't like When Nature Calls. That was stupid. I need to revisit. Uh, you know what? I love Ace Ventura. Let, let me let me let me let me just back up a little bit. Let, Dude, me, let me backtrack a little bit by yeah. saying forget I Nature seen, Calls. Forget Nature I, Calls. I, I, I saw both of them in the theater. Okay. I saw When Nature Calls. Uh, I love the little nod to Cliffhanger at the beginning of When Nature Calls when he's going over the wires. And he's, yeah. Uh, See, Nature Calls is a bad sequel. It's a bad sequel. All Ace that. Ventura is a just, it's like Billy Madison. It's Although like the, the beginning of. The rhino this, scene in When Nature Calls is arguably That's funny. Pre, is arguably that's funny. funny. That's hilarious. Um, but no, it's not. It, uh, Ace Ventura is a movie that's like a movie that was like, it's like a real, like, movie. I need to. You know what? I need. Here's the thing. It's been 20 years yeah. since I've seen Ace Ventura. I need to rewatch it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm giving you opinions based on a 20 year old. Okay. Thing. You know, I could be wrong. And, and by the way, in my 40s now, Courtney I'll, Cox is hot in a, this. She's a lot of movies. Out in a this. lot of movies back from that time period that I thought I didn't like. I yeah. reevaluate it, and vice versa. A lot of movies I thought yeah. I liked, I rewatched. Like right. that one doesn't really hold up. Watch this. In Ace Ventura, you'll realize he has this deep down, like, the character. Yeah. He, he's a little softy there. He falls in love with her. He Absolutely. loves her. The, the, movie has, the movie has more guts than you think, even though it's stupid. I will give it a... I'm, it has some guts there. So, all right. So, on to my number nine. And again, I have to stick with the movies that I can rewatch over and over again. Sure. So, we're going to go back to John Hughes again. And we're going to go with 1985's Weird Science. Oh. I have no... Ch this the, When I was putting together my initial list of yeah. comedies, I said, well, Weird Science and My Cousin Vinny are definitely going to be on this list. They have to be on They have to be on this list. Weird Science, for me, is the reason why this one is so high on my list is because I think Anthony Michael Hall, perfect in this film. Uh -huh. 
He is perfect as the the guy who knows it all, but he's still the loser in high school. And I, I like when he tries to be cool. He tries to be the cool. Glasses. Yeah. But no, the, yeah. yeah. I just I just think it's a again it's a, it's a fun movie. It's a super bizarre movie if you think about the premise to be two. But guys the idea, the, the idea, idea of it. Um, pre like pre internet. Yeah, oh, yeah. Computers. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. And Kelly LeBrock. Kelly uh-huh. LeBrock as Lisa is stunningly beautiful yeah. in that movie. I'm going to admit, I'll be the first to admit that some of the humor probably doesn't land Silly. as well. It doesn't. Doesn't land as well today in 2020, and some of the jokes probably don't land as well and probably would not be something you can pull off, but right. this is literally It landed 30, then. It landed there big time. Literally 35 years ago. I know it's crazy. So, so it landed then. It landed awesome. then and uh I I saw it at a young age and I've I've continued to see it and it's, there's a Quite a few one-liners in that movie that uh, I quote, I'm, so. I'm blanking on the brother. Oh, Chet. Chet. Joe, yes. Joe Paxton. That's that's I mean, he's, awesome. He's the best in that movie. <laughs> and he says because because Wyatt's wearing panties. He's wearing yes. and he's like he's like what what <laughs> he says for God's sakes will you cover yourself up and he takes his towel. <laughs> Chet was awesome. He was the best. That was cool character. He was the best. So I, we're weird science number nine. Right. I had to make my list. Very cool. You're number nine. You know, when I watch all these '80s movies, I almost get sad. I'm like, oh, I'm fucking old. This sucks. I I, I want to go back to the '80s and live life because it's so much easier. And I love my life now. And I'm you know whatever. But you just get sad. Like when you say weird science, I'm like, oh god, it was so easy back then. Yeah. Oh, just times have changed so much. Absolutely. I miss the 80s. With that said, this movie probably came out in the 80s. It's on nobody's list. I found it on one, like, top 100 list. To me, I've downloaded it on my iPad. I watch it when I fly because it's just, you know, easy to watch. Lots of movie stars in it. I don't know. I, I could watch it a thousand times. And it's probably the first movie I ever saw that had multiple endings during the movie. No, it's right called down. Clue. Clue. Yeah, Clue. Um, I could watch it a thousand times. I don't have really much to say about Clue. Yeah. I saw it once in the 80s, and I haven't revisited oh, it again. I watched it a hundred so, times. But I can tell you this. Uh, with my, my little private screening, so the, the dinner, little dinner and movie parties that I throw. Don't you dare uh, tell me you played that. That has been requested quite a bit. No way. There's it has. no it has. way. It has. There's, there's been a few people that have said, can you do the movie? Because they want to dress up in fucking character. They want to do they, they want to do murder mystery. Because I said, well, well we, maybe we could watch Knives Out because that's a fun. That's funny, that's but a it's fun movie. Dry and they're like, well, can we do Clue? And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah, so it's, the movie has come up a few times. Now, what's interesting, you mentioned the the, 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 the multiple endings. When it came out in the theater, uh-huh. you didn't know what ending you were going to see. Different theaters played different endings. I don't remember that. And then on home video, you got all three endings. That's cool as fuck. I so, didn't know that. So I you, didn't, you didn't know. No. What theater you were at, what ending you were going to get. So the movie I genuinely ended three different ways. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that, that, that they did that. If you have that dinner, I'm all in, and and you have to let me be a character. Oh, all right, all right, perfect. All right. So I'm going to round out my list, and I just want to say, look, I want to throw some honorable mentions in before I. Just, I have them. Uh, okay, I have so them too. Here's honorable mentions that are on my list. Okay, The Great Outdoors, The Jerk, Major League, uh, Uncle Buck. They're all on my trading list. Trading Places, Coming to America, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, <laughs> Father of the Bride, Mrs. Doubtfire, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. We mentioned Dumb and Dumber, which is a Fairly Brothers film and has some of the most quotable lines out there. Mm-hmm. Kick his ass, sea bass, all kinds of stuff. Oh, if that's sea bass. But uh, yeah, so yeah, he's if, like, 
The fat sea bass. <laughs> he's just pulling, that's Cam yeah. Neely too. And he's just yeah, like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's Cam. <laughs> I know that's cool too. And, uh, I love the Fairly Brothers film because after Dumb and Dumber, Samsonite, they uh, they hit it hard with some R-rated films. Uh, me, myself, and Irene. You know, there's a. There's I know a you were way off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if I want to go with the movie that made me literally spit my soda out in the theater yeah. multiple times when I was watching that film, Pretty Bird, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with There's Something About Mary. Oh my God! What the What the hell happened there? Did you just curve? All right. I thought Dumb and Dumber was coming. You just it's flipped not, it on it's me. It's not because I watched both of them over the past nice. couple of weeks, and I love Dumb and Dumber, and I've seen it twenty times. So tricky. Uh, I remember loving. There's something about Mary, yeah. and I haven't seen it in fifteen years. I just watched it, and I'm just going. I'm watching it. And I'm going. This is incredible. This just goes for it, and it goes for it. And my God, That's awesome! My God, you cannot release that movie in 2020. No, you couldn't. The the scene when when Ben Stiller wants to give. Uh, Franks and beans or the hair? The hair. To give him the baseball. Thing. Oh yeah. Is it behind your ear? Yeah, it's behind your ear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> see. I'm losing it right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't. I can't because that movie is so fucking funny. Oh and yeah. That whole sequence where he zips up and the whole. Oh time, yeah. How'd uh, you get the beans above the Franks? <laughs> The, the scene when uh, Ben Stiller's helping the guy move and he's got the entire armoire strapped to his back. <laughs> what I'd give to know what heavy feels like. Um, Classic. It is funny. It, I remember super, going to the movie yeah. and having a headache leaving because I laughed so much. It's super edgy, yeah. too. Yeah. it's There's a lot of dialogue in that film can't get away with today. There's some lines that Matt Dillon says. In yeah, the Matt film. Dillon, uh, the teeth, when he gets his yeah. new teeth. Great. When, when he tells Mary what he does for a living, I'm not going to quote the line. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. But uh, uh, but there's just, and she's you know, like, I'm just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I remember this too. And, and now I'm just thinking. So when I met my wife, my wife now, she was all into sports. This movie, something about Mary, you know, she was, Cameron Diaz was all about sports. The coolest chick you could ever they like. Were, they there's were creating what the there perfect, was something the, about Mary the perfect yeah, the, the perfect the perfect yeah. girl in the sense that she was beautiful, she was smart, she was super intelligent, she was a doctor, and she loved she was into sports. Sports like, the, like, to me, the sports yeah. right. That's yeah. what got me. So when I met my wife, I thought of this fucking movie. I'm like, oh my god, I met a chick that has blonde hair. She has fucking teacher glasses. She looks hot, and she loves sports more than anything. I'm like. Oh my God! Yes, I feel like yeah. I'm in the movie. I got her, so I ended up marrying her. But I think part of it was this goddamn movie because something about Mary that character got me. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Outstanding. All right, you're gonna round out the the show today Ooh. with your number ten. Can I do honorable mention too? Yeah, run down, uh, run down. All right, some all right so mentions. honorable mention for me, and, and it's on one of my other lists. Big Lebowski. Yeah. Um, that I picked out of my sports movie list, so I don't feel bad that I didn't pick it today. Some other things that I think are uh, under the radar. I think Stakeout is a hilarious Stakeout. movie. Yeah, I think Stakeout so Emilio funny. Yeah. I love Emilio Estevez. My other honorable mention is uh, Men at Work. Which is Charlie Sheen. I love that too. It's a terrible, stupid movie. I love it. I could sit there and watch Men at Work. Uh, you know what? Maybe I need to do a rewatch. I, I could just sit there. It's a goofy movie. 20 years. 25 I think, years since I've seen that. Film. I think Men at Work's hilarious. Billy Madison was a big movie for me. Uh, Tommy Boy, I'm in Sales. 
we you know we go to a lot of meetings and yeah. Tommy Boy gets referenced so many times. Wedding Crashers another one very very hilarious. Austin Powers never came up. Mike Myers is another classic yeah. guy. Forty um, Year Old Virgins really funny. But with all that said, uh, again. Uh, I do want to name one more. What about Bob? Another Bill Murray movie that to me is absolutely hilarious. We never mentioned Ted. It's not going on my list. But number 10, you're probably going to think this movie's stupid, but I love Nacho Libre. Jack Black to me is so funny. Isn't that interesting? I love Nacho Libre. If I was picking a real list, Nacho Libre would be my number two pick. I knew you wouldn't pick it. I saved it for 10 for a reason. Do you know why I wouldn't pick it? I have no idea. You've never seen it. I've never seen it. Yes. Um, I have no idea how it's a Nickelodeon's film movie, but um, it is a, a connection kind of with kids. Like almost like it's not really a kid's comedy, um, but if you love Jack Black and you like laugh when you see his face, then Nacho Libre is the best. I am... I, I like Jack Black. And th- for I this is, love Nacho I'll Libre. file this under one of the movies that, frankly, just slipped into the cracks. Slipped, yeah. slipped in the cracks. I just, I was aware of it. I know I know the premise of the film. I just, for whatever reason, didn't see it. And then it just kind of escaped my memory. And I haven't thought about that film in probably 10 years. I could watch it every day. And now that you brought it up, I'll, I'll watch it tonight. Awesome. I, I need to see it. I'll, yes. I'll text you. And you might hate it, but I hope you no, don't. No, I'll, I'll watch it's it. It's so funny. Listen, I'll watch it with an open mind. There's I a couple it. movies I have to watch with I an love open it. mind. I'm going to rewatch Ace Ventura. Nacho. I'm going to rewatch Clue. I'm going to rewatch Clue. All right, cool. Yeah, perfect. I'm I have not, to watch I'm, the Burbs. I am not going to rewatch Made. Golly! I, 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 I have Cardiff enough, Giant. I have they, enough. I have enough memory of that film to know that I just couldn't handle Vince Vaughn. But on that note, we got to wrap things up. Bill, thank you for yes. all, thank you as always for being on the show. Thank you for having me. And my name is Dana Buckler, and thank you so much for listening.